0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and happy new year. This is the first episode that I'm recording in 2023, and I'm really excited to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Um, one of my listeners and who I consider a friend, Lindsay, posted on her story last week and said that one of her new year's resolutions was to listen to manifest every week. And I can't think of a better new year's resolution than that. So Lindsay, shout out to you that like really made out, made my day when I saw that. Um, so yeah, I hope you're listening this week. Um, but I hope you guys are having a great new year. This is the first episode that I'm recording in the new year. Last I talked to you guys was in 2022 um and it was before the holidays and before all the craziness so i am really happy to be here today and to be chatting with you guys and catching up and i'm just really excited um in last week's episode i said that in today my new podcast studio would be ready to go um if you guys are watching the video and if you guys watch like vlogmas, then you know that I'm currently in my office. So I'm not in a podcast studio. Um, but I will be honest the last two weeks of winter break. I'm recording this on Tuesday, January 3rd, by the way. The last two weeks of winter break like really got away from me and the podcast studio remained pretty untouched. So um, I do have a – like I have it time blocked out next week to really like get down to it. So that will be coming soon, but for the time being, we are still in my office and – I don't know if I do say so myself. Like I still think it's a pretty cute setup. Um, so I am recording this on video. If you guys want to watch it on video, that is Manifest with Tori Simone YouTube channel, and you guys can also watch this on my Instagram, which is Manifest with Tori Simone on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys all had an amazing holiday season. Hope you guys all have a great new year so far. I went to the beach for new years and it was really amazing. The weather was great. It's always just like really, really nice being down there. And I just loved it. Um, I also just wanted to throw out a quick show suggestion because I have not been talking about shows recently and I haven't really been like too obsessed with any, other than Yellowstone which was like a 3 day phase and I'm like kind of over it. But I started watching the show called The Offer on Paramount Plus and it is so good. On Christmas Day, my dad was like telling me and my family to watch it. He was like, "Guys, it's a really good show." And when he explained it, it like really did not sound like the show for me, but then I started watching it and it's so good. So, the show and it, it Even when I explain it now to you guys, like it's not really going to sound good. So you just have to trust me on this one. It's about the making of The Godfather and all the hoops that they had to go through to get that movie shot, filmed, produced in theaters. Like it was crazy. Like I learned a lot about the movie industry, but it's really about like the mob and the mafia and. It's just really wild. And I've also never seen The Godfather. So I watched it without ever seeing the movie. And now I've just finished the show a couple nights ago. And now I'm watching The Godfather. And I have like this whole new respect for it. Obviously, I never had like a disrespect for it, but it was just a movie I never saw. But now I'm watching it through the lens of like all the stuff that I know. Plus, Miles Teller is in it. And I think we all just love Miles Teller. He's in um The Offer, not The Godfather. But the offer is about The Godfather. But it's just really, really good. Nonetheless, if you guys are looking for a good show, it's on Paramount. It's um, a 10 series show. It's one season and it came out in the summer. So I'm like pretty late on it. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have already seen it, but I didn't really hear many people talking about it. And then when my dad suggested it to me, I was like, "Eh, yeah, whatever. We'll see if I'll get around to it. But it's really, really good. And I think about it like all the time. (laughs) Like it's just so good. So if you're looking for a good show, I would recommend the offer on Paramount Plus. It's so good. I'm also reading this new book that I'm really enjoying. It's called 20 Years Later. I need to remember to write down like the names of the authors because I never remember that. But it's called 20 Years Later. It's a murder investigation mixed in with like 9-11, mixed in with like weird sexual stuff. Um, It's not like smut by any means. So if you're like into like smut books, it's not that. I'm also not into those books. I don't know. Like whenever anything like – sex is brought up in books, I always just kind of skim over it because I'm like, I get it. Like I I get what's going on. You know what I mean? But anyway, besides the point, Um, it's a murder investigation mixed with like 9-11. It's a very interesting story. I'm a little over halfway and it's really cool because there's a bunch of different um storylines. So I'm really excited to see how they all connect. I have a couple of theories, but I'm really liking it. It's giving me white Lotus vibes where there's like different like theories of what could happen or like how they could all connect, at least in my mind. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, and yeah, I'm about halfway through, so hopefully I'll be done that soon and I can write it down in my book journal. Um, but that's actually one of my new year's resolutions this year. I have two of them. And one of my New Year's resolutions is to read 25 books, which averages to like two books a month, with a third book thrown somewhere in there. So I'm thinking like either January, May, or October, I'll read three books just because those months are five weeks instead of four. The only reason I know that is because of doing the dates for the Manifest Planner. I don't think most people would know the amount of weeks in certain months. But yeah, January, May, and October are the longest months this year. So week-wise and like with where all the days fall. So if you have like big goals and need extra time, plan it for January, May, or October. You're welcome. I think I'll probably do three months in January because I'm already halfway through this book and it's January 3rd and I started it like a couple days ago. So like before the new year started and I'm also not the fastest reader. So 25 books for me is kind of ambitious, but I'm excited. Um, I don't, I have a good reads, but like I don't, keep up with it. I get a lot of my book recs from just like seeing what people post on Instagram, like Kenzie Elizabeth has a book Instagram, which I really like. Um, I just followed Emily help on help reads. I really like her book, Instagram bookstagram. So yeah, that's pretty much where I get my book recs. And I also ask like girls at the studio, like there's this one client, Carly, who Her and I talk about books a lot. I'm like, what are you reading? I have a friend, Tori, and her and I talk about books a lot. So yeah, I'll just ask around, see what my friends are reading, see what they like. And typically, if I like their book style, whatever they recommend, I will pick up. So yeah, so I mentioned my first resolution was reading 25 books, but I have a second New Year's resolution, and that is to run the Philly Marathon. I was kind of talking about this in a couple episodes back of how to, um, the secret to successful New Year's resolutions. And I kept bringing up the example of a full marathon. And at the time it wasn't my resolution, but after I filmed that episode, I kept talking about it and thinking about it. And I was like, maybe I will make this resolution. And I just kind of expected the idea to fade, but it never did. So I signed up for the full Philly marathon and I'm really excited. It's in November. So it's 11 months from today. So like this is truly like a New Year's resolution. Like it can't – it's not something that like will die out in like 10 days. You know what I mean? Like I – have to do it. Like I already signed up. I actually registered on January 1st and Brandy who I ran my half marathon with, she signed up with me. So her and I are in it together. We're both like really nervous and really excited. I think we're excited because it's like a new thing, but 26 miles is really far. Like that's a long distance to run. Um, But I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. I bought a new pair of running shoes yesterday. I got the Saucony Endorphin Speed Three. I went to this running store, and the guy at the running store was like an a legit runner. Like he was wearing like a track and field um, quarter zip, and he had like a plaque on a wall from when he placed second place in his age category at a 50k like, okay, Mr. Speed. So he's like an ultra runner. Like he, he's like legit. So I told him, I was like, Oh, I have Hocus now, but like, I'm not married to them. Like what other shoes do you have? He had me try on three different kinds. I liked the Saucony. I hope I'm saying that right. Endorphin speed three, the best. Um, and then he started telling me about how they have a carbon plate in them and how some shoes are illegal. And I didn't know that like illegal shoes. If you're like trying to qualify for like something like a a Boston marathon or something, you can have like illegal shoes, which I did not know about, but it it makes sense. Like in baseball, there's like illegal bats. So like it makes perfect sense, but I learned that yesterday and I think I'm going to hire him to be my training coach. Like mine and Brandy's training coach for the marathon because he was talking about form and she was like yeah i write training programs all the time for people so like i'd be happy to do it for you we have a running club here so it sounds cool and something that i want to get into for the new year so I'm going to reach out to him and have him do that for the new year and I'm pretty excited about that. So, um anyway, I signed up for the marathon and I will keep you guys updated on that. I know you guys will probably want like a whole episode about like how I'm training and stuff like that. So, here's what I'll say about it for now and then I'll make like a whole episode later on this year. Um, but right now for this month and February, I am going to just like work on building my base. Um, I'm going to do like 3 60-minute cardio sessions a week, whether it be walking, running, a combination of the two, just any sort of cardio for 60 minutes. And then in addition to spin, cause I'm teaching spin twice a week right now. And then he said to start marathon, like prepping distance wise in March. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Marathon prep. That's what like Nick Barrett would say. I'm prepping from marathon. Nick prep, Nick prep. Nick bear, whatever. Speaking of marathon prep, I just have to mention this. I am obsessed with Cody co's training YouTube channel. It's called Cody trains. It is so good. Like it's so funny. It's so oddly inspiring, which I would never think of Cody Coates being someone that's like inspiring, but it really is very inspiring. And I think subconsciously it's a reason why I wanted to run the marathon because I've been watching his videos on that channel and it just makes me feel really inspired. And his family's also like, they're so funny because like I just watched his one that he put up uh, last night and it was over the holidays and like, they just woke up on Christmas morning and ran a half marathon. Like that's the kind of family they are. And like, I just didn't know that about Cody Co. So it was just, it's just a really good channel. So if you're looking for like a channel to be inspired by when it comes to like working out and that's very fitting with today's episode, I would really recommend Cody trains. It's uh, it's a great show show. It's a great channel. And Either way, I'm excited for the marathon, and that's my New Year's resolution this year. That and read 25 books. For the new year, I really want to make sure that saunting is a big part of my wellness routine, and that's where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash manifest terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Um, I also just want to quickly thank you guys so much for the support of the Manifest Planner as I've been navigating selling both physical products for the first time and the continued support of the digital Manifest Planner products. I really have not talked about much of the physical Manifest Planner because it's been a big fat question mark for me and I don't want to get into it now, but let's Like just say that I was promised one thing, I was delivered something entirely different, and it took the entire holiday season of going back and forth with my printers to finally be at a really good place with my printers. And I'm really happy to say that the physical manifest planners are back in stock. A lot of you guys have been asking for a restock. They are currently sold out on the website, or when I'm recording this, they're sold out on the website. But as of Monday, January 9th, they are back up on the website for sale. So they are back in stock. You guys can order the hard copy manifest planners and they will be shipped to you guys from my printers. My printers are located in California. So that's my printer and my fulfillment centers in California. Um, so that's why, like, I have some people that are local that were like, Hey, I ordered a manifest planner. Can you just like bring it to the studio? No, because I don't have them with me. Like they are in California. So um, even if you're like close to like stride or local, like I don't have them on me. They are in California. So, um, yeah, so they are back in stock and I'm very excited about that. You guys can purchase all of the manifest planner products on the manifestplanner.com. That will have my six month undated hardcover. It will have all of my digital products, which are four different versions of the digital manifest planner, two dated, two undated uh, two daily, two weekly. And then I also have the manifest journal, which is pretty much uh, a journal that's extracted from the manifest planner and it's just an undated journal that's digital. And I also have the manifest worksheets, which is the manifest method, which is included in the beginning of the journal and the planner. Um, but if you don't want a journal or you don't want a planner and you just want to work through ideas, build new year's resolutions, whatever it might be, set goals for yourself, the manifest method is um, in the manifest worksheets and that is also available on my Etsy shop and on themanifestplanner.com. All digital is on my Etsy shop and the manifestplanner.com. Physical is only on themanifestplanner.com. But I just want to thank you guys again for so much support. I know there's been a lot of like questions coming my way. Um, and a lot of times I felt bad because I didn't have the answers either, because a lot of the answers were out of my control. Things of like, Where like when will my package ship or like when will it arrive and it's like I wish I had the answer but because it's on the other side of the country my fulfillment center I don't have the answer like if I had it here I would have had them shipped out you know under my control but all is good now. Everything has worked out. Thank goodness. And, um, yeah, we are back on track for the manifest planner. So that's back on sale. And of course, digital has been going without a hitch and it's as normal. You can get all the digital instant downloads right now if you wanted to. Okay. That was a really quick, like, like life update and catch up. Um, but I really wanted to talk today about how to start. This applies to, well, pretty much everything, everything that has to do with leading a lifestyle that best serves you. We talk a lot about this podcast about living as your higher self and embodying that version of you every day. The manifest method, which is um, in the beginning of all my manifest planner products, um, it's pretty much what it's talk about. It's the extracted method of what I do to manifest and to set myself up for success every day. Um, that really preps you into your higher self and then breaks it down into very manageable goals, which will lead you to a goal that you can start today. Um, But there is something about the first step in a thousand step journey that is still daunting no matter how prepared you are. So that's really what I want to talk about today is taking that first step to make it less daunting and so that you are prepared. This is how to start. So we're going to be talking about eating well and balanced. We're going to be talking about waking up early. We're going to talk about creating and sticking to a workout routine. We're going to talk about planning your days, planning your life, and just some tips that I've gathered like throughout the years. As always, this is just my experience and just my tips. So take what you want, leave what doesn't serve you, and let's begin. But after my new segment on the show, which is called Manifest Moments. If you guys did not listen to last week, then this is a new segment that I'm implementing into the show, um, and it's hashtag Manifest Moments. And this is pulled from my Manifest Journal, which is also in the Manifest Planner. Um, And we take a moment of gratitude and and manifestations just... To set the week right. Um, Today's manifest moments are a bit heavy, honestly, because I'm recording this on Tuesday, January 3rd. And last night on Monday, the 2nd, um, during the Bills football game, the player, Damar Hamlin, suffered cardiac arrest on the field during the game last night. And it's really shaken me and it's really stuck with me and it's been on my mind all day today. Like, I went to bed with it on my mind. I woke up with it on my mind, and I just keep checking the news periodically throughout the day. So, it's really just rocked me. And, like, I'm an Eagles fan. Like, I don't even follow the Bills. But when you hear about this, it's just so, it's just so sad. So, it's really kind of heavy today because I've just been thinking about him a lot today and this whole tragedy. And I'm just really praying for his recovery. So, As I'm recording this, he's still in critical condition, and I hope that when this episode goes live in a week, I can say that, you know, he's better, he's pulled through, he's on the road to recovery, but today, it's just really on my mind a lot, and it's in my manifest moment. So. Whether you guys want to um, follow along with me, journal with me, maybe write down some of these things for yourself if you're struggling of what to journal today, if you're listening to this in the car and you maybe you just want to reflect or you're doing your makeup to this and you just want to listen or reflect as you go, whatever it might be, um, just take out a blank piece of paper, journal along with me, use your manifest planner or your manifest journal, and um, let's get into the manifest moments for today. So three people I'm sending love to the first person is Damar Hamlin. I really am praying for his recovery. The second person is Damar Hamlin's family. I cannot imagine having to watch this go down in real time on TV along with the rest of the world, just not knowing what's happening to your loved one and have it be nationally televised. It seems cruel. And I just, I wish like it wasn't broadcasted at all, honestly, but that's just my opinion. Um, And I just pray for his family and that they are okay. And I pray for Damar and his recovery and that he is safe. And the third person that I'm sending love to is the Bills players who were clearly so incredibly shaken by this whole event and had to witness their teammate go down on the field. And I just pray for everyone involved, um, that everyone recovers from this and, is safe from this. It's just, it's, it's just so horrible. And I'm just sending so much love and so much healing energy to everyone involved. And I just pray for recovery. Today, I am grateful for um, the Morning Toast coming back. It's January 3rd, as I said, and I've really been missing the Morning Toast podcast, so I am really grateful that they are coming back today. Today, I'm also grateful for taking a walk with my mom. Her and I met up at Planet Fitness, and we walked on the treadmill for 30 minutes today, and it was really great, so I'm really grateful for that. And today I'm also grateful for working from home on this rainy Tuesday. It's pouring rain outside and I'm just really grateful that I get to be in my home recording this podcast for you guys today and I'm just feeling extra grateful. Today, I'm manifesting creativity for podcast recording. I'm trying this new thing where I'm like batching a bunch of episodes because I used to fall into this rut where I like did not really know what to film each week. Like towards the end of last year, I was like, I really did not know what to film. And when I took a two-week break, I had all these new ideas coming to me. So I'm trying this new thing where I'm batching a bunch of episodes and hopefully I will get more creative in the time off rather than feel like I have to do it like once a week. So I'm batching a bunch of episodes today. So today I am manifesting creativity for the podcast recording. To go along with that, I'm also manifesting chattiness. I tend to like get tired of talking if I talk for a long time. So I'm manifesting that I remain chatty. And I'm also manifesting assertiveness as I have to stand my ground in a conversation that I'm having later today. Um, I am firm and unapologetic in my feelings. I'm also rooted in creativity to serve a greater purpose and I am ready and prepared for an amazing 2023. And my goal to show up as my higher self today is to remain focused. It's so easy to be distracted with social media, text messages, notifications, phones, screens, shows, books, whatever it might be. So I am my higher self would remain focused on days like today. So I am showing up as my higher self by remaining focused today. So that was the manifest moment segment for today. And I would love it again, if you guys either followed along, took a moment to reflect, um, wrote it down for yourself, or just listened as I reflect on mine. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode of how to start. So when we say how to start, I think the first thing to do is identify what exactly it is we're starting. And for most and for like the direction of this episode that I'm going to be taking it, I feel like we are starting to lead a balanced, well-rounded, quote-unquote healthy lifestyle. Essentially just a lifestyle that points you in the direction of your higher self and leaves you Feeling good. I know that personally, like, I feel my best when I sleep enough. I read, I take care of myself, I wake up early, I have a morning routine, I eat balanced meals, I work out, and I spend time with loved ones. Like, that's really when I feel as though I thrive. So, when we have this broad topic of how to start, my first piece of advice is to identify what makes you feel your best. And if you're in a season of life where you're like, well, I really don't know what makes me feel my best, or I feel like I'm starting over in life, or I just, I feel lost. And that's why I came to this episode of how to start to give me the ideas. If you're unsure, write down how you want to feel. Having a feeling to strive for is just as effective. But also on the flip side, if maybe you still don't know that answer, you're like, I don't know how I want to feel, but I know how I don't want to feel write that down. If you know that you don't want to feel tired or don't want to feel unmotivated, don't want to feel lazy, don't want to feel unhappy, maybe anxious or depressed, write that down. It's powerful knowing how we want to feel, but it's also powerful knowing how we don't want to feel. Like when I'm tired and I'm sluggish, I know that like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like I want to do things that will pull me out of this and will make me feel good. So start by writing down how you want to feel or how you don't want to feel and start there. I'm going to refer to the key pillars that make me feel good throughout this episode and one of them is movement. So let's begin with how to start a workout routine. When it comes to starting a workout routine, whether you're starting for the first time or getting back on track, like quote unquote, back on track, having a plan is a really great place to start. So first, identify what you like to do. I know so many people go into the new year with the resolution of, I want to be in a consistent workout routine. And then we have these high hopes and then they immediately just go down the drain because we're doing something so out of the norm that maybe we're not used to, maybe we don't like. Whatever the reason might be, it's hard to stick to something completely brand new. So the first thing when it comes to starting a workout routine is identifying what you like. If you hate running, do not make running part of your morning routine or sorry, part of your workout routine. If you hate lifting, don't incorporate lifting into your workout routine. If you hate hit classes, don't add them in. Identify what you like and write that down. For me, I would write down spin classes. I would write down walking, running, Pilates, yoga, those things I enjoy. I don't love going to the gym and lifting. I don't love doing Olympic CrossFit lifting. I don't love doing crazy workouts that leave me like drenched in sweat to where my hair is a mess every day. You know what I mean? So identify what you like and write that down. The second thing to do is identify the time of the day that you prefer to work out. And this is te- this tends to be where we fall off because we don't have the time or we wait around until we have the time to work out. And then eventually when life slows down, we have a period of rest or we do have the option to start adding in workouts. It's great. We start to like get onto a routine, but then as soon as we get busy again, we fall right off of our routine. You're never going to have like buku amounts of time to work out. So you really do have to make the time. And this might mean waking up earlier. Maybe it's going to the gym after work, taking 15 minute longer lunch breaks. So you can squeeze in a walk. What I'm getting at is that you need to make the time when it comes to starting a workout routine, schedule it in your planner and make it like an appointment honor it. Maybe it could be three, four, five, six times a week. But make your workout as time committing as a meeting for work. Make the time in your schedule for it and stay consistent in that time. Now with your time set and your movements that you like written down, choose three days a week to work out. I recommend starting with three if you're brand new to working out. Um, And then if you feel good and you want to bump it up to four days a week, Go for it. I'd recommend to start with like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's a really great starting point. Maybe for you with your schedule, it's a Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Maybe it's every other day. Maybe you don't want to go two days in a row of not working out. I know some people like to do the rule where it's like you don't go two days in a row without doing something like you can do it every other day. Like You can miss a day, but you don't miss two days in a row. I think that's very effective for some people. Whatever it is, choose to commit to it and show up to it. The next tip that I have for starting a workout routine is hold yourself accountable and have to an extent an accountability partner. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be cheesy or as serious as it sounds. It doesn't even have to be like a person. For example, if you said that you love yoga and you want to do it three days a week, choose a day of the week. For me, I like Sunday nights. On Sunday nights of the week, book your yoga classes for the upcoming week. This in and of itself will hold you accountable, especially if there's like a late cancellation fee that you don't want to get charged for if you don't go to your workouts. If you choose walking as a form of a workout, pick a really good podcast the night before that you're really excited to listen to and only listen to that podcast on the walk. If you choose lifting and you're nervous about going into the gym alone, ask a friend to go with you um, or ask one that goes, or ask one that frequently goes to the gym and maybe they'll show you around. They can give you a workout to do. Having the accountability of someone else, a podcast, a studio, a late fee, a cancellation, an appointment and calendar, something like that that holds you accountable. It could be a monetary investment. Like I I just signed up to go run a marathon. Like I'm not going to not run the marathon because I don't want to have wasted the money that I spent on the shoes and the registration fee that it takes to sign up for a marathon. Like I don't just want to throw $100 out the window. You know what I mean? Like that holds you accountable right there of it, in and of itself. So doing something that will hold you accountable, it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a schedule, a class, whatever it might be. My next tip is to reward yourself after your workouts. For me, I really like the ritual that follows my morning workouts. I tend to go home, I cook breakfast, I watch Housewives on the couch while I eat breakfast and then I make a cup of coffee and that ritual in and of itself feels like a reward. When I don't have a workout, but I follow the same like breakfast, Housewives, coffee routine, it doesn't really hit the same. Like It feels so much sweeter and so much extra amazing when I have it paired after a workout. Um, your routine or your reward could be like maybe getting Starbucks on your way home or saving your favorite podcast for after a workout or getting to journal about your morning after you have your workouts. Just doing something that gives you a reward every single time. When I first wrote this down, I wrote, reward yourself after your workouts. And I immediately thought of like food, food doesn't have to be a reward. Like it doesn't like mean like, Oh, go have like a stack of pancakes or doesn't have to mean like, go get a sugary drink at Starbucks. Like it could be like going to Starbucks and getting a black cup of coffee. If you want a sugary drink, go for it. I'm not telling you not to do it, but there's other ways to reward yourself than food. And I feel like I mean, if I first initially thought of food, I can't imagine I'm the only one, but rewards can be so wrapped up into rituals. It could be in routines. It could be in like very small things that just make you feel good. It's like, oh, I did this for myself and I'm really proud of myself and now I feel good that I did it. My next tip is to continue to show up even on the days that you don't feel like it or are really tired. These days are inevitably going to happen and when they do you have to have grace with yourself but get through the workout. Like remember, motivation will wear off. It's inevitable. Like if you're going into this new workout routine saying to yourself like I'm going to be motivated every single day that I do this and it's going to be easy for me, you are going to be very quickly humbled when you wake up on like the third or fourth day and you're going to realize how quickly motivation wears off and that you're not going to want to do it. Um I was listening to Cody's episode today that he was talking about training runs. And he said that like there, it's like the rule of thirds. You're going to have three work, three, like 33% of the time you're going to have workouts that you absolutely feel great in. You love, you enjoy them. You're going to have 33% of workouts where you just feel fine. You're on cruise control. You feel okay. And then you are going to have 33% of workouts where you just don't want to do it at all. And that is like, so true. You just have to continue to show up on the days that you don't want to be there. And that consistency is the most important thing. So when the motivation wears off, it's down to dedication, discipline, and consistency. Remain consistent and stay in the rhythm of the routine and the habit that you are building. And my last tip when it comes to starting a workout routine is that movement becomes addicting. Learn to love it. Log your progress. It could be physical progress. It could be mental accomplishments. It could be mental progress. It could even just be journaling like afterwards, like sitting in a sauna and journaling is such a great reward after a workout. And I used to do this and I would write down like, I feel great. I'm so happy I went to the gym today. And like that in and of itself, like that makes me feel really good and really rewarded and really it's like addicting to do that. Um, and I will just log like today I, I walked on the treadmill at a higher incline or I, I held a down dog for five minutes or five seconds longer than I wanted to, you know, it could be small goals, but set these goals and check them off. Like a goal could be workout three times this week. And then you check off when you work out three times this week, it could be run 10 minutes of sprint after my workout. It could be, I don't know, going to a yoga class with a friend that I never wanted to go to. Just these small goals that you can check off. So those are my tips for starting a workout routine. Identify what you like to do. Identify the time of day that you want to do it. Set the time in your calendar. Hold yourself accountable. Continue to show up. Reward yourself and track your progress. It will become addicting and I promise quicker than you know, you are going to love your workout routine. Now, I also briefly mentioned in the workout routine when it comes to scheduling time is sometimes you might need to wake up earlier to get all of your goals done. So let's talk about waking up early and how to start waking up early. Um, For some, it's easy to wake up early and for others, it's not. And I find that I'm definitely more of a morning person, period, But this time of year when it's like cold out, it's dark out, it's really hard for me to get up early. It's not always easy for me. But these are my tips to starting to wake up earlier if you are new to it or maybe you've fallen off the the bandwagon of it and you want to get back into waking up early. My first tip, if you want to wake up early, you got to go to bed early. The more sleep you get, the easier it is to wake up because you feel rested. And I know you're listening to this and you're like, literally duh, like I can't believe this girl's podcast. It sounds so obvious, but waking up early starts the night before. If you are not getting ample amounts of sleep, if you are not getting eight hours or just getting enough sleep for you to function, waking up early every single day is going to catch up with you. You might be able to do it for one day, maybe two, maybe even three, but the fourth day it's going to catch up with you. You're going to feel like a zombie and you can listen to, there's this one episode that Joe Rogan has with um, Dr. Matthew Walker about sleep and how sleep is so important and how we really need sleep. And it's just so crazy to hear about what happens to our bodies if we don't get enough sleep. Um, I'm not even going to try to pretend like I know the facts, but like there are some very shocking statistics when you don't get enough sleep. So prioritize your sleep. It is so important. And if you have enough sleep, it's so much easier to get up early in the morning. Like, trust me, it is just so much easier. Like, the reason why we love sleeping in so much and when we do sleep in, we wake up feeling rested is because we got ample amounts of sleep. So if you go to bed earlier in the night, you can get enough sleep to have that rested feeling on the days that you have to wake up early. My second tip, when it comes to going to bed at night, so a lot of these tips are actually start the night before, it's having red light in the bedroom. Around 9 p.m., I lower all the lights in my house to either, like, Um, I use Philips Hue Lights. So there's a setting on there called Relax. There's also a setting called Night Light. I'll use either of those interchangeably. And I will lower all the lights in my house to Relax or to Night Light. Um, And then once like 9 p.m. rolls around, I will put in my bedroom red lights on. And again, I use the Philips Hue Lights. So I put them on the red color. And this really, really does help one, because now I only do this at night. It signals to my brain that like it's time to unwind and like I'm going to bed, but two, it's really easy on the eyes. Andrew Huberman just did like a whole scientific episode about red light theory. So you guys can go listen to that and he can give you like the facts on it because I'm just sitting here as a not scientist saying that it helps me as a lay person. But, um, There really is like a science behind why red lights help you at night. But now, one, it's become a routine. So it's like a signal to my brain that I am going to start winding down. And two, I just find that it's very easy on my eyes. It doesn't feel straining. It feels really calming on the eyes. And I really like it, especially being around screens all day. Like I'm looking at a camera screen right now. I'm looking at my laptop screen as I record this. Like I'm constantly looking at screens all day and I know I'm not alone in that. So it really helps to just have something that's easy on the eyes when you are going to bed at night. My third tip is to read at night. Reading always makes me feel really sleepy and it's a really great way to unwind at the end of the day. I read on my Kindle, which is really amazing because I can lay down and like, look, I really wish I could sit here and tell you guys like I don't use screens when I like go to bed. I do. I watch TV. I read my Kindle, which is on a screen. I look at my phone. I like I use my Philips Hue lights, which is on an app on my phone. So I would be like a liar if I sat here and was like, I don't go on screens. I wish I could say it, but I do. Um, But I found that I still sleep really well at night doing these tips. So I feel like there's ways to counteract like looking at a screen at night. Um, My fourth tip is to start setting back your time of waking up by 30 minutes every three days until you hit your desired time, including the weekends. I know it sounds really boring to like sleep train your cycle even on the weekends, but that's what you're doing. You're sleep training. So you can't sleep train for five nights a week and then two weeks, two days you're off. Like it doesn't really line up. Like you're just constantly taking one step forward, two steps back. So if you want to start waking up at 6.30 AM, but you're currently waking up at like 8 AM, let's say tomorrow, I want you to wake up at 7.30 AM for three days in a row. Then I want you to wake up at 7 AM for three days in a row, and then you'll wake up at 6.30. So it'll take you about, what is that? Six days, to get to your desired time. Um, but you're easing yourself into it and slowly adjusting and you'll be able to sleep better. You'll be able to wake up easier and it's just like a less dramatic shock to the body and it's more sustainable in my opinion. Um, so then once you do get to that wake up time that you have desired for this example, at 6 30 AM. Once you get to that wake up time, stick to it every single day for three weeks straight, including the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, wake up at 6 30 AM, do a morning routine. Um, after three weeks, it does get a lot easier and you'll be able to like sleep in and then get right back to waking up at 6 30 AM a lot easier than you would if you weren't doing it now. But stick to it after three stick to it for three weeks. After three weeks, it really does become a lot easier. My fifth tip is to have a plan in the morning. If you're planning to just wake up with like no idea what you're gonna do when you wake up, it's really easy to just like sleep in and like snooze your alarm this is where having a morning routine is really key like it could just be waking up brushing your teeth changing and going to a workout but keeping it simple and having something to do when you wake up is so important I used to wake up and meditate but I would tend to just like fall back asleep like in the middle of my meditation because I was tired so I like I have realized over the years that I need to wake up and go do something even though I don't want to in the moment like trust me like I don't like when I wake up I can like wake up, go to the bathroom, like kind of walk around a little bit, fine. But the thought of putting on leggings in the morning to go for to a workout is actually hell. Like I hate doing it every day and like every morning I'm like, "Oh god, I don't want to do it right now." I just want to live in sweatpants. But I always appreciate it. And it's just like five seconds of being uncomfortable, putting on leggings and then like moving on with my day. So um, I have to get up and actually do something. I used to be able to just like sit down, like read, meditate, but I would like fall asleep during it. So I've adjusted that. And now I actually wake up and do something. Number six is commit to the plan that you made when you were awake. So when you're tired, commit to the plan even when you're tired. It's kind of what I'm saying. When our alarms go off, it's really easy to snooze them. But getting an extra 30 minutes of sleep and losing our workout doesn't ever help us. It also never makes us feel more rested after snoozing. We originally made a plan when we were motivated. And when we wake up really sleepy, like out of like a deep sleep at 6 a.m., of course, you don't want to wake up like you want to stay in bed. But we made the plan the night before when we were clear headed, we were like motivated, we're ready to go. So don't let your sleepy self overrule your don't let your sleepy self overrule your motivated self stay committed to your motivated self in the plan that you made the night before and don't snooze your water or don't snooze your water don't snooze your alarm because honestly snoozing it just for like 20 more minutes it won't even leave you more rested and now you're just behind and you're rushing. Like it just helps nothing. So don't even do it. Number seven turn the lights on immediately. I like I said for the billionth time use Philips Hue on that app, you can set like a timer for your lights. Um, it's an automation. So I have mine set that I have my lights turn on at the same time that my alarm goes off. So when I wake up, I open my eyes to bright lights and it really helps with waking up. You can also have it mimic like the sunlight. So that really, I sleep with like my blinds closed so I don't get like fresh sunlight pouring in. I do it in the summertime, but not here, like at home. So um, I have it set to like the sunrise simulation or whatever. And it really, 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 really helps. And it also starts, I mean, you can start it as early as 30 minutes before your alarm goes off or five minutes. I do it five minutes. And sometimes I'll wake up like a minute or two before my alarm just naturally because the lights are really bright. And that's a really great way to wake up. It feels really organic, really natural. It just feels really good, honestly. So waking up to lights is amazing. But even if you don't have like an automated Philips U light, when your alarm goes off, before you even turn it off, like turn on the lamp right next to you and just get light on right away. It helps so much with waking up early. My next tip is to chug water. Immediately upon waking up, we are dehydrated and chugging water makes makes you like wake up. It really helps you. I also personally like ice cold water. So having that shock of like ice cold water first thing in the morning feels really good for me. I know people will come on and tell me that like you're supposed to have room temperature water, but honestly, I don't subscribe to any like diet culture these days. So I just do what makes me feel good. And that is ice cold water first thing in the morning. And I always have lime in my water and I'm obsessed with ice cold lime water. It's really good. Don't knock it till you try it. Number nine is get out of bed. I know this is like, you guys are probably like, I can't believe she's like saying these idiotic tips, like go to bed early, get out of bed. Like, duh, but it's true. Like if you want to start waking up early, you're not going to wake up early by staying in bed. Like you need to get out of bed. Um, Walk in a circle, go brush your teeth, Go pet your dog, like literally do anything, but just get out of bed and stay out of bed. I fortunately am in the habit of making my bed. So I've been doing this since like seventh grade. So I just make my bed immediately when I wake up. But when I wake up and I make my bed, I obviously don't get back in my bed. And I'm also someone that doesn't hang out in my bedroom. So like I really only go into my bedroom when I need to use the bathroom or if I am going to sleep or if I'm like showering or getting ready. Like I don't watch TV in my bedroom like during the day, like at night, sometimes I'll put a movie on, like if I'm going to bed, but not always. Um, but like, I don't hang out in my bedroom is like what I'm saying during the day. I hang out in my living room or I'm in my office or I'm like out of the house or whatever. So I make my bed and I do not get back in my bed until I'm going to bed the following night. So wake up, make your bed, just do anything to get out of bed and stay out of bed. And my last tip is kind of piggybacking off what I said earlier of having a plan, it's have something to do when you wake up. This is when the morning routine starts. Like for me, it's get up, chug water, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, change, and head downstairs for a workout. Then when I'm done my workout, it's make my breakfast, watch house hours while I eat my breakfast, get ready, coffee, plan journal, and then start my work. It's a really easy routine, um, but it's really effective and it really works. If I woke up to nothing to do, I probably would just stay in bed. You know what I mean? So make sure that you have something to do when you wake up that will get you out of your cozy, comfy, warm bed because no one wants to leave their bed in the morning. But doing these 10 tips will help you wake up earlier and help you start waking up earlier. When it comes to working out and waking up early, the only way to do this is to really properly fuel your body. And now I'm not a dietitian and I don't want to sit here and tell you like what to eat, especially because literally two seconds ago I just said that I really don't subscribe to diet culture, which is true, I don't. So rather than sit here and tell you guys like what to eat, I'm going to give you guys tips that will allow you to freely explore the foods that you like and explore foods that make you feel energized and how you can prioritize feeling fueled through your food. So number one is to shop with intention. And this is kind of like how to start eating balanced, how to start eating well for you, kind of like that whole message. But I don't want to like get too in the weeds with it. So I'm trying to keep it as light as possible because I don't want it to be too triggering to anyone, especially like me. Like I don't like diving deep into the whole like diet world or talking about this sort of stuff too, too much. Um, I feel like I used to a couple years ago, but now I just feel like I'm at a really good place with where I'm at and with my meals and eating balanced. And these are the tips that I would give to anyone. So these are the tips for starting a well-balanced diet without the word diet meal plan meal plan. I like that word better. Number one is shop with intention. I used to grocery shop all the time with no direction and I would just come home with like things and no meals planned out. So the food would like inevitably just go to waste and I would eat really like shitty snacks throughout the day and I was never satisfied. I was always hungry still and I just – wasted a lot of money. So where I'm going with this is to plan your meals. TikTok and Instagram have really awesome recipes from creators that I use them really, really often. I like to keep it really simple. I try not to overcomplicate it. You don't need like a fancy meal five nights a week. Like you really don't. Growing up, we always had like a different meal every night of the week. Like my. My, my my mom would make like pot roast or like spaghetti soup or like tacos, like something unique every single night of the week. So like growing up, like that's just what I thought that you had to do. And don't get me wrong. Like I love to try out new recipes here and there, but you don't need to have like crazy extravagant meals every single night of the week. Keep it simple. Like having a protein, a carb, a veggie, and a fat will do the trick. And that's really all that you need. You don't have to have them portioned out. Like it doesn't have to be like a chicken breast and then rice and broccoli and like an avocado. Like it doesn't have to be like that. It could be like white chicken chili, for example, has all of those combined into one dish. So there's ways to get creative with that. And there is ways that you can hit all like the food groups that you want to hit in like a well-balanced meal um, without having to go crazy. Like have the sour cream, have the dairy, have the meat, have the cheese, like enjoy your meals. um, And you can have that with a balanced meal. Like it exists. The balance is there. And it's really fun. So plan your meals. I really like to do this. Um, like I said, TikTok and Instagram have really, really great recipes. Like pretty much all of my saved content on Instagram is recipes. It's like nail pictures, hair pictures, and recipes. Like that is my Instagram saved. <laughs> and that's pretty much what my For You page looks like. Or not my For You page, my Explore page. Also a lot of housewife stuff is on my For You page. Um, but any sort of variation of That really works for me well. And just planning out your meals is really um, convenient. Like this week, that like chicken chili thing that I just talked about, I'm making that tomorrow because I saw it on Instagram and I'm really excited about that. Then um, after you have your meals planned out, grocery shop for the recipes. This will save you a lot of money too. If you shop with intention instead of craving at the moment, you will buy only what you need and you'll save a lot of money. I personally lost interest in like going to the grocery store. So now I Instacart my groceries and it saves me a lot of time and it's much more convenient for me um, than grocery shopping. So if grocery shopping, for example, is something that you dread, or maybe it's unrealistic for your lifestyle, spend the extra few dollars and Instacart your groceries. I really love it. And I'm really fortunate that I'm able to do that and that it like delivers to my area. So I love it. And it's just super, super convenient. If you don't love cooking, this is my next tip. If you don't love cooking, don't plan extravagant meals. Or if you do love cooking, carve out the time to have extravagant meals. I'm kind of just getting into cooking myself. So I look at my social calendar for the week and my work calendar and I see when I have time to cook. Obviously, if I'm going to get home from work late on some nights, I won't be able to cook like a big gourmet meal. If I am going out to dinner three nights of the week, it doesn't really make sense to have like an extravagant meal for two nights a week. You know what I mean? So I will just kind of look at my week and plan around it and see what I have time to cook for. Like for example, this week, I'm only cooking on Wednesday and Friday night because Thursday I'll have the leftovers from Wednesday. And tonight on Tuesday, I'm going out to dinner. And then on Sunday, I'm also going out with friends. So Saturday, I'll just like figure it out and eat whatever is left over. Um, But really look at your week and plan out when you have the time to cook. And then my fifth and final tip is that if you have meals that you like, take pictures of them and save the recipes. I remake meals quite often and I don't really get tired of them. Dinners are where I like to switch it up the most and do like, okay, maybe like tonight I'll do turkey chicken. And then like on Friday, I'm making prime rib for me my friend. And then on like, you know, Monday nights, I typically get home from stride late. So I'll do like, something easy in the air fryer or I'll do crock pot recipes so that it's ready when I come home. Like I'll keep it as simple as I can for myself. And then breakfast and lunch are pretty much the same every day. Like right now I'm on like this egg frittata kick with avocado and pickled onions on the side and some fruit. And lunch is right now a turkey sandwich with yogurt and granola on the side. And then if I want like um, a snack, it's either like carrots and hummus, apples and peanut butter or cheese and crackers. And that is just like my meals. And then it at nighttime, I like plan out my dinner. So overall it's a lot cheaper if I just stick to consistent meals. And also it's cheaper if I shop with meals in mind. Um, and then I have groceries that I need and, um, nothing that I don't. So that really helps me a lot when it comes to starting to eat a well-balanced diet, just try out new foods, like see what you like, see what you don't like, keep what you do like and keep remaking it and just keep practicing recipes. Um, you can also subscribe to meal plan services. You can get daily harvest. Like there are so many, there are so many, um, not sources. What, what word am I trying to say? There are so many products out there, companies out there, resources out there. That's what I think what I was trying to say. There's so many resources available to, make this part of your life easier. And eating healthy does not have to be as intimidating as it looks like a can of black beans is like 89 cents. It's cheap and it has all of the protein that you need. It has carbs, it has fat, it has protein. A bean is a great, is a great source of fuel and energy and nutrition. It's just, it's a great product overall. So what I'm getting at is like, there's easier ways to eat healthy without breaking the bank. Cause I know food prices are like expensive. Like I just Instacarted groceries from Wegmans and literally like a, a bag of broccoli was $8, $8 for a bag of broccoli. Like that is crazy. So I just bought the, um, microwave kind of broccoli and it was $2 and I'm like, whatever, I'll just microwave it and then cut it up because I'm just putting in an egg frittata anyway. So like, trust me, I get it. Like it's rough out there. Like stuff is getting expensive. So there are ways to do it inexpensive. Um, I typically order most of my groceries. This is actually a tip. Most of my groceries from Aldi, which is a it's a grocery store, but it's like all like not name brand stuff. Um, So I get most of my groceries from Aldi and then I get like my meats and my specialty kind of stuff from Wegmans um, because it's more expensive over at Wegmans, but they have stuff that I like. Like there's this one hummus that I like that Wegmans carries. My favorite kind of pickled onions um, they carry. They have a good selection of like grass-fed meats over there at Wegmans. So that's like kind of where I'll splurge for like my favorite items, but like produce and stuff. I get that all at Aldi. It's like $30, $45. When at Wegmans, my produce would probably be like $65, $70. So wherever you can save money, you can, even if it means like going to two different grocery stores, it's worth it if you're going to save the money. So those are my tips for starting a healthy lifestyle. And then I just have four tips to end this episode with general tips for starting. And my first tip is to keep it realistic and simple. Having a morning routine that is like having no morning routine and then going to a morning routine that is three hours long just is not realistic and it's not attainable. You're going to do it for like all of two days and then you'll fail at it. So build into your routine and keep it as simple as possible. My second tip is to share your journey, whether it's posting on your story, telling a friend, telling a therapist, journaling about it, encouraging yourself and inspiring others along the way will keep you motivated in your own journey and you'll want to do it more. My third tip is to have fun. The key to this is balance. A life of restriction leads down a really bad path and a life of no restriction could also lead down an equally bad path. So allow yourself to have balance and remember that not every day is going to be perfect, but God willing, there will always be tomorrow and you can just restart at any moment. Um, but yeah, have fun with this. Like yes, we're saying how to start, you know, leading a healthy lifestyle, doing this, doing that, doing all these great things that our higher self would do, but our higher self would also enjoy ourselves. They would go, you know, to a Sixers game and get crab fries. That's so silly for me to say all that, but like go to a Sixers game, get crab fries, like enjoy your nights, like have late nights, like enjoy yourself. There is a balance to this and it's a delicate dance. And the more you do this, you'll kind of figure out the balance um, that comes along with this kind of lifestyle. But have fun, live your life, enjoy it you'll you'll figure it out. And number four is to drink water. I know it's like Tori, we literally all know this, but it's like crazy water is like a miracle worker and I need to remember this myself because I'm so bad at drinking water but it really is magical it helps with every avenue of our life and it is just so amazing so get a water bottle that you guys like that you want to carry around with you that's super cute and just constantly fill it up and if you don't like the taste of water have lime water or add lime into your water because it's just so freaking good So guys, those are my tips of how to start living and leading a healthy lifestyle. I hope this episode has helped you guys. I would love it if you guys shared this on your story, rate this episode five stars. It really helps the podcast. Um, But I'd also love to hear your tips. So, If you guys have any tips, put them in your story, tag me in it, comment it down on this YouTube video or on the Instagram. I would love to hear about your tips you guys have. And guys, I hope you have an amazing 2023. Happy New Year. And I can't wait to see all that we do this year. Bye, guys. Have a wonderful day. Happy Manifest Monday.